0: hey everybody welcome to episode 93 of the metal cell podcast i hope you're all staying safe and well out there this is your host richie i hope you enjoy that it is the excellent rest of nation with a brand new exclusive track for the show it's called i'm sorry big shout out to dave lee from room kingdom on vocals and thanks to timmy for sending it on to the show, much appreciated. So if you don't know too much about Rest of Nation, they were formed back in 2014 as a tree piece, taking on a new slant of alternative electronic-based music mixed with elements of heavy rock and ambient music. They announced in 2019 a follow-up to their previous EP, We A Trophy, and that EP is the excellent new release called Lucidium. The lads are very active on social media as well, so definitely check out their Bandcamp and Facebook pages. I want to give a shout out to all the members of the band, there's seven of them in all, and they include Tony, Pawnee and John, Kean, Ben and Timmy and Chris, who you're about to hear from on the interview. They'll give a big insight into the band, how they were formed, and what they've planned for the rest of 2020 and into 2021. They're definitely one of the most exciting bands out there at the moment on the scene. So I hope you enjoy the interview. Please subscribe to the show and check out The Metal Cell on www.themetalcell.com. And also this will be released on my YouTube channel as well. Thank you. Hello everybody this is Richie from the Metal Cell podcast. I've got Timmy and Chris with me from Rest of Nation. How are we lads?
1: All good, all good all right, Richie. Richie. Really good. Thanks for having us man. This is great.
0: Yeah, delighted to get you on eventually. I knew that some stage in the next few weeks that I can catch you. You know, it was a shame that I actually didn't get to see you in person. I would love to see you play a live gig actually down Cork. Have you got down here much to Cork? Um yeah, we've we've played
1: a, a couple uh haven't you Chris or maybe was yeah. it just the two in Fred Zeppelin's to date maybe or have we? More yeah,
2: yeah I think it's just been the two like, I think we've we've both been down there for different stuff but as rest mm. of nation it's only been the two two times but they've actually been amazing yeah
1: and it's yeah. always yeah it's always just that absolute mega crack uh, going out to Cork we absolutely lo- love it and we, we were scheduled to play um, in Fred's on June twenty eighth, during the summer, um, mm. we we're kind of planning around the time of the release of our EP to play a few shows, and we were supposed to come down and play. But obviously, yeah, shit happens, you know, uh, and it's such a pity. But hopefully, uh, hopefully that can get rescheduled, you know.
0: How many of you were going actually down for that one? Were you bringing the the seven? Yeah,
1: yeah, if, <laughs> yeah. I think was all. Everyone seven. was up for that everybody everybody was was on board yeah so um unfortunately it would mean having to get like a second car but uh, i'm sure <laughs> i'm
0: sure we would have been able to try yeah. right so. to find parking for that down in Cork. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah real fun. Me. especially around fred zeppelins oh i just feel sorry for some <laughs> of the lads there yeah, yeah exactly yeah oh, i just go oh my god even grace <laughs> stag there they came down before all this shit happened and I was supposed to, I actually did, yeah, I interviewed him in Fred Zeppelins, but I was fucking waiting for ages and in they came with big stressed heads and I'm trying to oh, yeah. <laughs> Freaking out.
1: Yeah, because they really, like that little kind of, you know, you come over the bridge there and then
0: it- mm. There's nothing there, like.
1: And you pull up outside Fred's, and it's a, it's a, it's a high, you know, yeah, yeah. It's a very tense situation pulling up on that, on that path and getting everything in, like you know, people, the pastors probably don't appreciate that, you know. No, no. <laughs> yes, they don't understand.
0: No, they don't. Yeah. Jesus Christ, but uh, yeah, it's, it's a pity, man. It's, it is what it is. We, we're not even sure if Fred Zeppelin's going to be open again he oh kind of God. yeah I
2: just seen that post there the it post, like, yeah. yeah it's extremely worrying when you see stuff like that happening especially for the likes of us you know we really make our um we kind of cover our ground playing places like that you know mm.
0: like it's it was about measuring um decibels Take sick, you know? for fuck's sake Jesus Christ back when I was even a DJ you didn't give a shit about that once people were dancing but I mean yeah. is it helping safety coming in now with measuring the voice saying no it's uh contributing to COVID through uh, the sound because people are shouting louder. Oh, yeah. Fuck me. That's a different rabbit hole altogether.
1: Yeah. Looking bleak.
0: Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, we'll forget about that. How did the two of you meet up and how did you get into this form of music let's start yeah. at the start lads
1: <laughs> cool yeah actually this is yeah this is kind of cool so like um, uh, I used to uh, own and run a rehearsal studio in Dublin called uh, Muzzle Music and it was a very very popular place and Chris first started coming to Muzzle uh, when he was in the, the BCFE rock school am I right Chris? Does yeah
2: that that's first? 2010 or 2011 one of those years I think oh what are yeah, you exactly. doing lads? oh I was, well, I was actually I was 18 oh, okay. Timmy Timmy was yeah, like
1: <laughs> i was yeah I, I i opened the business in 2009 when i was 24 so i'm 35 now so okay. um yeah there's a few, few few years between uh, myself and chris but chris was coming in now the studio and tony uh was as well tony carberry who oh, is now cool. yeah he's the he's the coma guy and now a, a fully fledged member of rest of nation which is deadly but um yep. the two boys were coming in were you in a band together at that time chris was that the crack
2: yeah we're in like a heavy metal band called section eight but uh yeah, and then I was also, but as soon as I heard Tony, I was just like, right, yeah, definitely stick in with him. But we were coming in and out of that studio all the time.
1: Yeah, yeah. So you kind of start to get to know people, you know. And yeah. then um, a couple of years into into the studio, we decided to open up a little uh, music school on Saturdays. And uh, we needed a guitar teacher. And there was a, a guitar prodigy coming in every week in the form of Chris. So he was like the first guy. Do you remember that, Chris, actually, when I came into you in that room and I asked you if you'd be up for being like the guitar teacher and muzzle we were, we were thinking about doing lessons do you remember that was cool. yeah i remember
2: i've never jumped on it was like starving for you know i had no money i had no job i was in you know my first year in college and everyone's like jesus you're gonna have to get a job you know you're you know, you, st- stuff's gonna start happening you're gonna have to get a job in, in the shop i was like bollocks no i don't want that and then next week my, timmy offers me a job I'm like yeah you can go oh the shop can fuck off <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah so so that was it then like we started hanging out on saturdays you know and uh because the school was on the saturday and then we just quickly realized that we had um a lot of kind of uh uh, bands that we loved in common, you know. And, and I suppose the big one at the time was was Nine Inch Nails. Mm-hmm. Myself and Chris were, were mad into Nine Inch Nails. And then when we saw, I don't know if you remember, but they came to uh, Belfast in 2013, I think, August 2013, uh, the Belsonic Festival. And myself and Chris decided to go up for the night, and we had an absolute... <laughs> absolute heavy 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 bender and uh yeah. and that was it. We We're like we have to that start the it. band we have to we have to like do something like this you know and that was kind of the catalyst that, that started mm-hmm. the whole thing and uh i think it was then maybe early the following year 2014 that we actually decided to to actually really get it going and um
0: yeah but been- i mean i suppose timmy you've uh, plenty of contact with musicians moving in and out of those studios as well like was it easier to
1: yeah, exactly. Like that's actually kind of how when you have a place like that, you know, you might have 30, 40, 50 bands coming through the door every week, you know, so you kind of get to know all the heads and you kind of have your have your pick. So um one of the one of the or our two lads that I knew at the time, Eric and Kev, they were in a different band and that band had just disbanded and so it was, like, me and Chris coming together with the two of them. And then, it, it like, honestly, it was kind of rocky. Like, it, it was a slow starter, Chris, wasn't it? Like, it took us a while to actually get, like, a solid idea down <laughs> or something. But, like, once we got that down, like, then it was, like, w- once we kind of uh, went for some sort of a sound, everything was kind of, free-flowing then mm. pretty soon after you know
0: I suppose the biggest difficulty that <laughs> most lads that come on the show is the biggest problem is finding a drummer <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: yeah um, the drummer we had there for years Kev like it, it, it was deadly but unfortunately Kev he actually left uh, the band in he told us last December that he was leaving now thankfully we already had our EP recorded that we released this summer but but he, he left but he played he played with us until February until we got sorted and um mm. I think we we're really, really lucky with the drummer situation. It's possibly the smoothest drummer transition uh, of any band of all time.
0: <laughs> really? Yeah.
1: It was like like that overnight with our yeah with, with our new drummer. Yeah, he was just able to come in, slot in straight away, and just he had the stuff down. And it's it's just been absolutely
0: amazing. Jeez. And um, what about the name, lads? How did you come up with that? Was that um... Um,
2: yeah? That was a weird one as well. I think. Um, I think because uh it was it was kind of funny because that took that took ages obviously as it always does but uh cuz again we didn't there were so many we weren't really playing but one singer as well that's the kind of whole nation thing there, there was a mm-hmm. lot of heads kind of coming in anew, and and we, we had so many different styles at the start um, but it was all very electronic based and what was happening was uh, what what uh, there was a referendum or was it just that the time when we were about to do it was another another vote was coming in and everyone we were waiting to see who was going to get voted in Finnegall or fall but it was you know exact same thing and it was kind of just um, the whole rest of thing rest of nations kind of a play mm. on the way we Spread are as, you know, yeah. yeah so that, that was that was kind of I can't remember exactly what came first we were kind of thinking about that for ages weren't we yeah
1: like like I, I remember it was the day after election and we were all like really kind of let down that like nothing was going to change and everything yeah. was just kind of staying the same and kind of stagnating in a way so we were kind of kicking around ideas with the word nation and uh, then again kev who was who was our original drummer he was always really good with words and stuff like that i think he banged into the WhatsApp group rest of nation and okay. straight away we were like oh my god that's it like yeah. straight away and it was I, I even had to check to see if rest of was an actual word and it definitely yeah. is a, a real yeah. word after <laughs> a <whack>. lot <laughs>
2: You know,
0: six years, uh, yeah, well, we
2: can definitely keep it anyway, you know? <laughs> yeah.
0: And what are your memories of your first few songs that you wrote together? Did you kind of quickly understand that, like, you were taking in a lot of elements in more so than other bands, and then mixing it together to do something different, which you have done. But what what was it like for those, maybe the first few months of writing?
2: Yeah, well, I thought it was like, it was a, a lot of ground pains because... <laughs> you were trying to figure out a way to kind of fit all these songs in together. I think that was the biggest challenge. Uh, And it was just, the main thing was not only you you want to have the personality of what what me, Timmy, Kev and Eric were doing, but uh, also the personality of the singer was really important because... The first couple of singles, we had uh, Siobhan from Timmy's old band, Lotus Eater. Mm-hmm. And then we had um, we had uh, another guy from, uh, he was in this band. What was that day's band called? Uh, Lights uh, Over Phoenix. Yeah, uh, and we had him for a second single. So like there was all these mad sounds coming together. But uh, before, when I was just doing the Ableton part of the band, the live shows are really cool because I could start to blend in all the sounds. Yes. And do you remember the first couple of live shows, Timmy? Like no one knew when to, when to actually clap.
1: Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It was a big thing because, like, we we, we didn't really have a, a front person, a front man or front woman per se. You know, we just kind of, and like nobody really felt comfortable with talking, so we just we just had to Chris. So so it it was very different back then. You know, like Chris wasn't playing guitar, Eric was on guitar, and Chris was just doing all of the live electronics. Mm-hmm. So as Chris said, he was blending all the tracks together. So nobody really knew when uh, a song was finishing and when, you know, the next song was starting, and it was always very. <laughs> <laughs> kind of uh person start doing this <laughs> yeah. and then and then someone might start and then someone will stop. You know, it was uh but it was it was awkward at first, but uh, i I started to kind of love that a little bit. Yeah,
2: it was great. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. But uh, I remember like in the early days, like I suppose um because the band did kind of come together in two halves, you know, it was Eric and Kev from the other band that's the drummer and the, the guitarist. And me and Chris just coming together, Chris on Electronics and me on bass. So, like, for the first couple of tunes, um, I think the first one we ever did was Into the Out of It, which is on our, our We Atrophy EP. And then okay. the second one was uh, It's Just the School, which is our first single. And I think I came to Chris with the bass line, and he was really, really good with Ableton. And, like, I recorded it in, and then Chris just started doing all of his production stuff. And uh, that was really, like... W- I, I think we learned pretty fast that we weren't a jam band. Yes. You know, like like we, we, we never create anything by jamming, don't we not, Chris? It's always very no. t- pre-meditated. Like, premeditated. Everything is recorded onto the grid, you know, to the click. Uh, tempo never changes, you know. it's so even when we play it live, it's the exact same tempo. And like everything is very much kind of structured on a computer screen, basically. Mm. And we have a full demo sometimes before we even play the song together as a band
0: you record everything that you write really then yeah, yeah. And
1: it's really cool we, we we have like a demo for everything which is very handy then when we go into actually recording the recording studio because we essentially have our our guide track already done and we can just just start recording straight away
0: yeah i mean i think it's great i mean as i said you're mixing elements there and you're leaving the listeners guess what the band's main influences are yeah of yeah. course because there's so much going on in each track so you could pinpoint out a few different bands you're giving a listener a unique experience that they haven't met before in irish bands so that's that's a great quality to have cool thank you you yes, know.
2: thanks. Richie. Yeah, that's I think that's something especially now we're, we're really trying to strive for that and like do things and make everything really really kind of cohesive and, uh, and uh, not only with with obviously the tracks but how they're presented and um the format and the artwork. It, it's like a big big thing for us. We've learned uh just from like the 9 inch nails really went over the edge. Like this, mm. the amount of like presentation yeah. that went into that stuff and so like seeing that and with the way stuff's going now, we, the 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 possibilities are endless. So we were just like, we could do so much with this, you know, um, not not only with uh, with all the singers and uh, all the different soundscape, but also like how to how to send it to people and yeah. how can people listen to it as well, do you know?
0: Yeah, of course. I mean. I always look at the likes of the Wu Tang Clan, uh, Massive Attack. That yeah. these bands always use other singers and to their advantage as well. It always keeps things fresh. You can explore more things with different vocalists as well.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like like the whole different vocal thing. Like it kind of happens out of a out of a, a want and a and a need to gig. You know, like when we we first started, I think we initially wrote maybe once we had seven or eight songs under our belt, we just wanted the gig straight away, you know? And we were we had been looking for a singer for ages, like, and it just it just wasn't happening. And then it was, like, it was uh, our May Siobhan who ended up doing the vocal on, on It's Just a School. It was her who suggested doing the whole guest vocalist thing. So we're okay. like, fuck it, let's just do that and give it a go. And, and, and then it just, yeah, it became this thing and this exciting thing. And you'd always get great feedback after a gig, you know, because somebody who was at the gig would come up to you and say, Jesus, like it was just even just standing there and watching who was going to jump up on yeah. stage and sing next or like you know I was standing there watching the gig and then all of a sudden the person standing beside me just jumped up on stage and started singing yeah. the sandwiches. you know it. so it's yeah. just
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah I would love that you know there's a band down in Cork well there's two Baylor and Worn both of them have guest vocalists coming in and off well literally they're crowd surfing on and crowds in yeah crowd exactly yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah
0: classic yeah. and it's fantastic again it's fresh it keeps everybody on their toes as well but like yeah. What are the challenges then of working with such a bunch of diverse characters?
1: Um, like definitely, definitely has its ups and downs, you know, um, like o- over the years, like, and like we, we, we just, it was just a creative machine. Like we just kept writing and writing and we had so many songs. So like one really cool thing was that like we got to a stage where we had so much material and so many different vocalists where, like, when, when we had a gig coming up, we would literally just text all the vocalists, say, hey, we have a gig on this date. Uh, just put your hand up there
3: mm. if you're yeah, available if you
1: and, and if you want to do it. and And then we'd build the set around who, okay. who was available to come, you know? And that was really cool. So every single time you're essentially playing, like, a completely... completely different show you know Uh, which was great but then obviously there were some times where we couldn't get any vocalist at all (laughs) and we end up having to kind of wing it a little bit with like an instrumental set or like Chris got really good at doing kind of almost like a live remix where we had the we had like the vocal track uh, running oh, on Ableton okay. and, and Chris would be kind of glitching it live and kind of triggering yes. different parts of the vocal and stuff that's like that. That's actually cool.
0: Was, that's another way around it.
1: Yeah, like usually remixes are, are held strictly for, for releases, you know what I mean? Yeah. But like we we're kind of doing it the opposite way. like mm. it was like a live remix kind of and thing. Do you know
0: what? I think that's okay. What I hate is fucking these bands that have guitarists will say the rhythm guitar could be programmed and the guitarist is doing this fucking lead over it you know that kind of way
1: yeah that, that yeah. to me is fake you know whereas
0: yeah. look if Rest of Nation does it you're kind of going well that's fair enough that's one of the lads or two of the lads can't make it up but you know they're not trying to fool the audience by there's a guy miming it or whatever like that you
1: know? yeah
0: yeah, yeah. yeah that I like that kind of slant to it
1: yeah no we're, we're always very upfront and honest if we're doing any cheating basically and, <laughs> <laughs> so that kind of justifies it you know <laughs>
0: I know you send out tracks to different vocalists. There's probably been times when it wasn't the correct fit you need you need name them out obviously, but has that happened or have you have you nailed it every time with the yeah. um, oh, you know, that's a, like
2: yeah, it's a tough one with that though isn't it? There's been a few like that just haven't worked out for whatever reason, but there's been a few tunes. I think it's been down to the there's been a few tricky songs that haven't True, really actually, gelled, yes. you know. Uh, and there's yeah. one that we actually never got to release. Um, Fred, remember? Remember we sent Red Mist out. Nearly every vocalist out, and it's like <laughs> someone has to do something, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. And really. then so, I was like, Jesus,
2: yeah. this is so weird, but uh, yeah, yeah, that
1: was that, that, that was the one. That's actually a great example, Chris. Like, uh, yeah. So this song, he's talking about Red Mist. We, we've had it recorded in the recording studio for like three years now at this stage, and it went through four different people. Until it finally clicked with somebody, and we have a vocal on it now. It's amazing. Uh, hopefully, we'll be releasing it next year. But um, it's funny because, like, because cause you're you're sending you're sending these tracks to people who are kind of in you know in established bands, and like they're super talented and they have a way. And I, I think maybe sometimes the the failure comes in flakiness, not ability. You know, like it's, it's, sometimes you might have a track with somebody for months and months and months, and then. It's like, hey, what's happening? (laughs) You know, don't want to put pressure on you.
0: There's that disadvantage as well. Yeah, of course. What are you going to do? You can only wait so long. Yeah, fuck.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, so you're not like, you don't want to put pressure on them, but at the same time you need to be able to call it. And like, like it's fair enough. Like if, you know, if if somebody gave me a track and asked me to put bass on it and it just didn't click with me, you know, I, I, I'd have no problem in just saying, Oh, look, you know, that's not for me. you know, Mm. like there's no shame in that. If if it doesn't click or if it doesn't kind of spark some kind of inspiration, then that's okay. Uh, we, we'll move on but like for the most part it has been pretty good like you know mm. um, but yeah just some kind of instances where it got a bit tricky or a little bit awkward like you know say so someone mm.
0: for example now like tony carberry um an yeah. amazing frontman everything like that you sent him coma what yeah. if tony came back to you and said for example look could you change certain things in the song to suit my vocals because i think it could be better um, yeah. I'm just giving that as an example. You know, yep. Tony is headstrong and he's yeah. a he's a upfront <laughs> dude. You know, if that's pushed back on you, as as the writers, will say, what would you do then? You'd have to listen Aye. to his opinion, obviously, first Aye, yeah. of all.
1: Yeah, it has happened. Like we we've sent tracks to people where like um like like it's always kind of a similar email. It's like, look, if you need anything chopped you know, lengthened, shortened, if anything needs to be switched around, that's okay. Because to mm-hmm. us, it's like literally, well, to Chris, he's opening up the Ableton session and it's like literally copying and pasting. Chopping yeah. <laughs> like yeah. and changing, you know what I mean? We can just snip a bit out, no problem. And like, if they come to us and then we try their idea and it sounds great and it works like, like uh, cliff's edge, I think is a great example where John, okay. uh, who did the vocalist on that, he requested like an extended section in the first verse. We did that and it sounds deadly. Mm. Uh, but then if, if we tried it and, and it didn't work, I, I I don't think we'd have any problem in, in saying that it, it doesn't work either. Like, but no, we, we were very, very open uh, to change when it comes to that stuff.
3: Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, no, it's just interesting. Yeah. You could have a fantastic song suddenly out oh, of something that could blindside you you know <laughs> yeah.
2: but for Tony like you know I, I, I'd i known Tony you know for a long time and we, me and Tony been working together for a long time so like doing Coma I made that track is, like especially for him you know yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: like I was even like I was doing certain things in it while I was writing it and I was like uh, you know I was like this will definitely get him in because we wanted to do something because I like I wanted to get him on a track for ages and I was yeah. like, I just have to give him, sell him the perfect package,
0: Brilliant. you know. And, and that, that was I, wrote in 2017. Like that's a really old song. It is. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. It, its it has been it's been like our, our big kind of uh, our big set finisher for a few years now. Like we kind of playing that live at the mm. end of the set. And um, so it was 2017, and then I think we went and we tracked the music of that in 2018. Chris, am I
0: correct in saying that? Or...
2: Yeah, yeah. We had we had to just sit in the pot for ages, you know? Yeah, because yeah, it didn't
0: are... it didn't make we a trophy, which which would have been yeah. the obvious choice. Yeah,
1: um I think at that stage we just hadn't uh, quite yeah, I, I think it was just after that EP came out that we went in and we actually tracked it and then okay maybe at the time we weren't, we were thinking like, cause we've always known kind of how strong of a song that is. Yes. Like, like it really is. Like, it's definitely one of the, one of the fan favorites, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and it has done so well for us this year. And um, so I, I think we might've been kicking around the idea of maybe releasing it as a standalone single, but then there's always this kind of fear, you know, it's like, when is the perfect time to release it? You know, <laughs> it's like, Jesus, mm-hmm. I'm so afraid of releasing this. What if people actually think it's, the biggest pile of shite ever you know and then we think that it's you know it's our best mm. song it's like where do you go from there so there, a bit of that played into it as well like but then i, I think this year was just the perfect time before oh
0: yeah absolutely so lucidium is the follow-up to we a trophy in more ways than one what connects both um well like the whole thing with that i don't know maybe yeah. talk about the concept first
2: yeah so like the, the whole concept is like they kind of follow the same patterns Mm-hmm. So they both have these like really two kind of really cool kind of uh, instrumental tracks at the start. Yeah. Um, but kind of really like, don't need only don't short kind of openers, but um, on the second track there, we have uh, John, who does this is an amazing spoken word for to them. And um, like the first track of, uh, we actually starts off with a Ascent and then Lucidum closes with... a. Uh, Desense is kind of like they almost make one album, so to speak, in in some ways, you know, kind of two chapters, I suppose. Mm.
1: Yeah, Yeah. and they're kind of like, um, you know, like it it very much is a side A, side B thing, Do you know, it's like it it is more or less one album released in two parts. And um, there, there are definite parallels between, as Chris said, you know both of the first tracks are, you know, they're short little intros and then both of the second tracks are the kind of the singles off. And then both Mm. of the third tracks are like these moody, broody kind of, you know, uh, kind of, top-provoking tracks and they're, they're very much kind of mirrored in, in that kind of way. One day, hopefully, you know, it'd be great to actually have them pressed on a vinyl because they do, just their, their, their run in length is like perfect for side A and side B. They're both yeah. like 20 minutes long. So one day, fingers crossed. we'll, we'll Yes, we'll,
0: I, I think it's a fantastic idea, actually. yeah. There's another two or three bands that are going to go down that route or are in the process of going down that route. Um, I think Drought, they've now changed their name to Fraught, Faroon and The Grief, I think as well, they both did enough to complete an album, but they decided just to split it in half and release two EPs. Um, I can understand why bands do it. You know, you're relevant for a longer period of time.
1: Yeah, it's also kind of like, it's also like kind of like a little bleak maybe outlook on the current state of music as well because I, th- I think a lot of bands especially kind of all of the, a lot of the bigger kind of more established bands are, are starting to go down that route as well purely because you can now check on spotify what your kind of what people's streaming habits are and like what that kind of what that data and that research has shown is that people's attention span is getting like <laughs> shorter and shorter yeah. so like you know how dare you put so out that's, a full album um,
0: thanks for coming on the show and, uh... yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. So it's, that's so it's why. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: You know, so it's it's like almost like no, you can't expect people to listen to a full mm. album, you know, put out an EP and then who knows in a few years it'll might be just put out put out a two song EP and then it'll be No, yeah. just make your song yeah. thirty seconds long, you know? It's kind of yeah, it's a little bit bleak in that kind of way, but uh, hey, trying to play the game as best we can.
0: <laughs> oh, definitely. I mean, so how does one market Rest of Nation, really? Because I know fans hate being put under this one label. You obviously have Oren helping me there. And yeah. is there a long-term plan? Uh, yeah, so
1: there is a lot in the pipeline for next year. Okay, so so th- this year has gone really, really well for us, and we've kind of hit great stride and great momentum, and we need to kind of keep that up next year. Uh, we won't talk much about what's what's going to happen, but yeah, like yeah, there's a did. lot kind of going on, yeah. going on behind the scenes. But like what you said there about marketing, that is definitely the hardest thing yeah. for us because just try, try, trying to place Rest of Nation is very, very hard because it just spans mm. so, so many different genres. Like, it's very hard yeah. to, you know, it, fr- from a creative point of view, it, that's amazing. Yes. You know, like, it's like pure creative freedom. Like, we, mm. we do all, what we want to do, but then on, on the other hand, it's like, yeah, but what do you actually sound like? And it's like, okay, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, well, but uh, yeah. like, as you said, Oren is helping us. Like, he's doing a great job on the PR and like, he's putting it into the right places and what he'll do is like, he very much follows the music scene at the moment, you know. Like he's really like he's constantly on it. Like he watches it like a hawk. So like he'll like if I, if we bring like a track to him, he'll kind of listen to it and he'll know where to put that. You know what I mean? Like he wouldn't, you know. If 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 we come to him with a with a metal track, he'll focus on the metal end of things. Or if yeah. we come to him with a rock track, then he'll keep it away from the metal end of things. So mm-hmm. I guess we're just trying to drop little kind of nuggets in all of these different uh, <laughs> yeah. different areas of of of, uh, of the music scene you
0: know when you take that side of it and then when you present what you have live it's a whole different animal again I think for you the visual aspect live should be a priority even though I haven't seen you but I mean I presume that's something that you're going to develop further if you ye can
2: yeah well like I, like, I think that's something we've, we've always kept in the back of our minds is uh, how can we like? How can you make it more of a spectacle, so to speak? You know. Yeah, definitely. And uh, like even having like the, the way we're because we we still run Ableton Live throughout the whole. That that's literally the brain of the, the the whole live set. So um, like the capabilities that are we could have, you know, loads of cra- crazy visuals, and we could just you know have the lads now that we have a set number of vocalists in the band, it, we can have them more way more included and, and more theatrics definitely for live for next year and uh, just make, I think just making a bigger spectacle and just every time you go play, I think it's, it's so important because uh, the standard live now, especially with uh, what's going on. It's like the standard is so, so big. You just always have to represent yourself in the best possible way. Absolutely. So I think yeah. it's like just about making a spectacle every time you go on stage is a uh, super mm. important, you know,
0: yeah, what kind of budget could Rest of Nation use for a live um, show? Something like Fred's, you have to kind of cut your cloth, obviously, to that. But I mean, bigger venues, definitely more lighting. Just to be clever with that. Fuck, I hate using smoke machines as well, but they do <laughs> yeah. gonna, they do yeah. add to it. Yeah, yeah but what
2: we well like, what we could do is you know it, it'd be great. I'm always like trying to figure out the best way to do stuff with like this, and even like you know with the likes of Ableton, we could have we could have the whole show timed Mm. today what's happening in the songs you know so we have a whole library. for
0: people that don't know what ableton is can you explain (laughs) that to okay so
2: so ableton is like you know it's, it's a really cool uh piece of audio software but it works great for live performance so you don't need just you don't just only recording it it's great for actually like you know um you can manipulate the sound live and you can play as well while whilst your tracks are playing and we use it basically just to keep us all in time along to all the like the synths and yeah. all the backing tracks mm-hmm. um, so it helps us keep us on the grid and uh, you know like um it doesn't come without its challenges but uh, it's it's really rewarding when it kind of all pulls together and like yeah. there's loads of bands doing that these days mm-hmm. you know you've liked the Tesseract and uh, you know Nine Inch Nails they're all doing stuff like that so um it's uh it's something it's a constant learning curve but it's uh it's making the live shows pretty pretty cool i think
1: yeah, yeah. And, like, like, the kind of latest uh, edition of Ableton, like, lets you actually trigger visuals in time to the music ah, as well, okay. you know? So okay. this is... And I, I think that's something, like, um, well, the first time I saw it done was when we opened for for Mortis. Uh, yeah, yeah, like that was two great. Two years ago. Cause, so we were watching him, um, he, he was on stage, you know, and we noticed that his visuals behind him were all changing uh, to the kind of beat yeah. of the music. And it was only him on stage, so we had go up to him and kind of
2: (laughs) wreck his head
1: yeah wreck his head but he's there in full costume full goblin makeup you know we're like "Uh, how do you make uh, how do you you trigger your visuals man (laughs) 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 poor
2: factory like over here for the night (laughs)
0: <laughs> I hope he bought know. him a pint afterwards. For <laughs> for <laughs> Jesus Christ. But uh, yeah, he, you
1: know he's a lovely dude. He's like, oh yeah, like it's all triggered off Ableton and like he show you know it's gas. Like he has this big kind of elaborate kind of. Gothic setup, and then behind it's all these electronics like laptops Mm. and stuff like that. You know, so he was able to kind of give us a little bit of advice. But he was a cool dude. He was nice. He was very kind Mm. of accommodating. You know,
0: I saw a great example of it actually, and it was probably a year year and a half ago. Was uh, Gary Newman? He played the Olympia. Yeah. And with it just as a four piece, but man, what a spectacle! Fuck me, it was absolutely fantastic. Um, So something like that, you've a lot in the mix. And if you have a good light show, And so many singers as well, man. You you'd be knocking it out of the park, especially in festivals as well. Next year and the year after, please God, if it if yeah. it does come around to that.
1: Yeah, no, that's like that. That's definitely the dream. Like, cause it has mm. to be way more than just kind of music, you know. It's like it's yeah. a, as Chris said, like it's a full-on spectacle, and like there's so many different kind of aspects of of art and stuff in it that it's just everything just needs to be represented. But it's funny you said Gary Newman there. He he he's on our list, man. Hopefully one day we'll get to. <laughs> we want to open for him one day. Oh. You Jesus know. Christ
0: they'll be there with bells on man
2: yeah. we can wreck his head you know <laughs> yeah
1: we can wreck his head he's like how'd you do your visuals Gary <laughs> get me um, involved but, will
2: you <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> but, um, hey, actually, yeah,
1: but actually um, but it is funny that you said Gary Newman as well because um, uh, his song Metal uh, is oh yeah. Is, yeah, yeah, we cover that regularly in Rest of Nation. We we, we do our own version of that um, with John at my head on vocals and it always goes down a storm our are live. It's Class, man. A deadly track. So I've
0: gone through s- thousands of concerts, but that Gary <laughs> Newman one in uh, the Olympia is in my top ten. Without deadly. a doubt. Without Thanks. a doubt, like and the man just just nailed it and a lot of the set was the new stuff and the new yeah. song wow, it it's brilliant oh yeah, it's so dark so oh isn't yeah, yeah. it yeah, yeah. Oh, so dark <laughs> sure i mean I, sure, I think like trent fucking loves gary like oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah
1: absolutely yeah
0: definitely mm. when you are writing music do you think much about the audience reaction or do you just more or less trust your instincts and keep doing what you're doing.
2: Yeah. I don't know. That's a bit of it. Like, I think we're thinking about that more so now. Yes.
0: Yes. Yes. Like
2: back, back, like at the start, it was like, once it sounds good to us, uh, it's cool. But like, sometimes you get, you get great feedback from people Mm. who are generally like kind of honest. And it'll tell you what maybe works and who's not working vocally or who sounds good or, who we need to stick with but um, I think now it's definitely we're starting to get and we're getting such a, a great flow of like having the certain songs for certain uh, cer- certain singers and um, especially like keeping to the point and trying to like we're trying to get all these kind of really cool songs but at the same time You know, we're trying to keep it as consistent as possible, especially with with the three lads. And that's, of course, because I sing on a few of the tracks as well. So I'm trying to keep keep what I do, trying to consistent Mm. as well.
0: The temptation is always there for a band to change radically to broaden the fan base. I mean, you could just name out so many bands that have done that. But I think it's probably too early for you yet for that. You, You can certainly build on what you have. And who's to say... Two years down the line, you'll you'll get to that point where you'll know this song is just the one. No more than coma it just stood out a mile there, but yeah. You know, see, I mean, it's very hard to judge audiences. Like when you're playing live, it's obvious, you know, because yes. you can see. Yeah, yeah, big time, man. So it's it's difficult that way. But I mean, how far down the line are you with new stuff? Because you sound to me that you always have a lot of stuff. There's Don't. there's
1: always there's always something in the bank, you know, like um <laughs> there's like a constant, you know, like like that latest EP there, Lucidum, like um ninety well, maybe not ninety, maybe eighty percent, seventy five percent of that was completely finished maybe two years ago. You yes. know? Um yes. and then there are another few tracks. So so we do all of our stuff. I am sure it's come up on the show before. Michael Rick Richards from from Track Mix, he's uh yeah, he the is man. like he, yeah, exactly. So he, yeah, we've we a lot of stuff on his hard drive. Let's say, and mm. um, kind of, it's great to just have that in the bank, you know, um, to to kind of revisit, even if it's only half done, or even if it do, if you know all the instruments are done and it just needs a vocal, it, it's it's kind of there and it's waiting. So there's there's a bit of stuff on there as well, and we've been kind of demoing some new stuff of late as well, and it's it's very. Like in in some ways this whole thing, uh, this whole kind of COVID thing has been a bit of a, a bit of a blessing for us because, you know, we've had some new members into the band, we've had some personnel changes and not having that pressure to have the gig, and to get everybody up to speed, like straight away to get out gig, and has kind of been nice, and like we've been able to kind of relax and take our time, and like really like delve into the material, and like get everybody up to speed and start demoing, and you know, and like just spend as much time as possible in our in our rehearsal space. And um, so in that way, it's it, it's been really really good, and just kind of yeah, just just trying to keep this momentum going through next year, really, you
0: know. So I'm glad we're talking about new stuff. So you have a new song coming out, I'm Sorry, with Dave Lee.
1: No need to apologise, man. <laughs> uh,
0: hey! That's, 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 that's going to come up now. I'm the first. Yeah. I'm the first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. bad. <laughs> you were waiting for that, Timmy. Oh, I was. <laughs> I've
1: been waiting for 45 minutes, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you had been with Dave before with Murmur. Oh, yeah. Great choice. And again, as a vocalist, there's loads going on in it, man. It's fucking Depeche mode. It's just just so yeah. much.
2: Well well, this um, is this is actually Dave's tune, like you know. Yeah, yeah.
1: You we love it. Dave. <laughs> we really, really love Dave. Yeah. yeah and it's he's like sorry. um uh so like yeah, this is coming out on October sixteenth. And again, like this is one that's been on the Michael Richards track mix hard drive for two or three years or something like that, and um finally got around to finishing it and um but this is a song that dave wrote even before uh round kingdom where okay. like ever, ever existed yeah. i was just chatting to him yesterday we were just kind of putting uh, the press release together for yesterday and um so he had this kind of solo project uh called um somber motion mm. and um it's kind of like it's not unlike rest of nation you know like it's like it, it doesn't it doesn't have kind of a lot of the, the live instrument elements, but it's very, very electronic and he does it all on, 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 um, on software called Reason. It is Reason that he uses Chris, isn't it? Yeah, reason. yeah, it
2: is, yeah, it is.
1: Indeed. Yeah, so reason like, yeah, like, like Bjork would use Reason and stuff like that. So like, so he kind of create these tunes and yeah, back when uh, myself and Chris were working together in the, in the rehearsal studio, I think we kind of came across that track and just straight away, something, something clicked with us. And uh and dave you know he was he kind of had a foot in the band working on murmur and we basically were like giz that giz that song dave <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what are you doing with it what are you doing with it yeah is that gonna happen <laughs> with that because uh, we love that song <laughs> <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> so he's like "My yes you know, yeah he just sent us off all the all the kind of stems and chris dropped them into ableton and then we just jammed over a couple of times and and, and kind of brought it brought it to
0: To the way Rest of
1: Nation do things basically yeah but the structure and everything is, is, is pretty much the same you know and then and they've kind of stayed true to it and stayed with the vocal on it then
0: yeah and the video is pretty interesting as well actually you made a cameo on it Chris did you yeah. Uh, that was me I was I, I, a yeah. Jew which the I couldn't I couldn't figure out with the gloves and the hands you know I was <laughs> yeah. trying to figure it out there when I was starting to <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah glove
1: hand man yeah yeah, um, cool. <laughs> yeah no it's um, yeah it's kind of yeah it's, it's a really interesting one you know because obviously what you hear is air interpretation of Dave's track and then the video then is tom who's a filmmaker it's his interpretation of the track mm. then you know so like he kind of normally when when we have a, an idea for a video we're very kind of explicit about it you know what i mean and okay. everything is very well thought out and very kind of methodical and we have a team but with this one all pure free reign went to to tom mar who's the mm. who's the video maker he said here there you go man there's there's a track and he really dug the track and um he kind of came up with that whole thing. So it's very kind of almost David Lynch esque.
0: kind, yeah, of, uh, old kind um,
1: of dark, trippy vibe to it.
0: Yeah. And Owen Lawler as well um, did a great job. He, yeah. Is he an actor or, or is he, uh, He's not.
1: He's not, but um, I'm telling him that he should pursue
0: things like that. <laughs> there you go, man. <laughs> what about background music to films? Have you looked at it?
2: Yeah, we're actually, uh, at the moment, we're involved in. Um, Avant Music Port so they, they kind of handle licensing all over Ireland and stuff so they, they'd get a lot of Irish acts so this is something we've wanted for ages and uh, we've had a few things like, oh, I would do like a lot of sound design I'm starting to do a bit more of that for like uh, animations and uh, we've recently just had our track Clicks, Cliff's Edge on uh, one of my friends animation uh, uh, it was called Agony Ant and it's uh, really my, my mate Sean is this amazing animator he's in this yeah. band called uh, Vernon Jane Oh yeah, but he just range, did, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. He plays sax, but uh, he's just really gifted animator, and uh, he's won tons of awards. But uh, that that last one, the Agni and just the cliff's edge track fits so well with
3: it. So
1: yeah, As uh, yeah, yeah, soon
2: as he asked for that, was like, yeah, take it, take yeah. it, take it. Take <laughs> it.
1: <laughs> Yeah, but it, it, it's definitely something that we want to explore more, yeah. uh, Richie. You know, because um, like there's definitely like that. That's one of the few ways in music that you can actually you make, make money. a bit of money. Of you know, so. so and like a lot of our stuff, especially a lot of our earlier stuff, which is more kind of soundscapey vibe. Yeah. Uh, would be pretty perfect. So I, every time we go in and we, we record in the recording studio, we always make sure to get two versions. We get the full proper version and then we get an instrumental version of everything as well. And then we're part of that advanced um, uh, music port thing. So everything's listed there. And so hopefully someday something will get will get pulled. And That's someday.
0: interesting. The advanced music port, uh, how does that work? And directors and all over Europe, is it open to yeah. worldwide and how, yeah. Do, yeah.
1: how is it marketed? I, 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 yeah, like I, I, I think they're mainly kind of. Um, I think they mainly kind of scout Irish productions, don't they? Okay. Well, are, are in Ireland and the UK, but I, I think the the catalogue is open worldwide. Yeah, am I right in saying that, Chris? Possibly, yeah.
2: Yeah, I think that's um that's kind of general feel, but it just it just it'd be great for. Uh, just to get anything more like that because I think it's really important for bands especially now you know nobody's gigging um, I think yeah. that that's just it's just a great avenue so anything like that it, just, it should be fantastic to get our music on something really cool as well okay
0: give me a director one director each then that you'd love to feature on <laughs> oh god a movie.
2: I think uh, I'd, I'd love to just for the, the shock factor maybe like Tarantino or something like that it's <laughs> like one of the weird tracks like one of the one of the really obscure tracks on a mad Tarantino movie
0: I'm disappointed and I thought you'd name some <laughs> Danish or Swedish obscure oh, director
1: yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, something I, I, set in winter <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah. Uh, I, I myself I've already mentioned it but I'd love to like, something on, on David Lynch yeah, yeah. I think would be absolutely perfect especially like um, you know, he's like even he making
0: had... movies anymore man mm.
1: uh, huh? yeah who knows but I, I definitely think if he heard Rest of Nation he'd like it mm. <laughs> I've got to give myself that
0: um what's the director that did drive and all those? Um uh-uh. that that director is a pretty cool director. Place in the Pines as well was another one. Um, I think is it Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. Yeah. He's, he's kind of used him in, in a lot of his movies. I don't know yeah, what he's good
2: he in those two. And anyway, like *Place and Pony* was really good as well. Yeah. But, uh, like I
0: mean, content-wise, you could kind of create music, lads, for any genre really. Um, but like, kind of, you're comfortable enough in your own style. But like, I certainly feel that like if if some artist came out and said, "Look, lads, we need need you to write some music for us." be it pop, be it fucking synth, hang, I think you'd, you'd, know, you'd welcome it, would you? As a challenge. Well, especially yeah. Chris.
1: I think Chris would be well up for that. Right. And well able as well.
0: Yeah, well, i definitely love to
2: keep doing producing for more people as possible, but uh, it'd be great. I, I think it'd be really cool to do, uh, you know, if someone did approach us to do like a full album with them, as long as we thought they were a pretty cool artist, I think we'd be up for it, you know?
0: mm interesting all right but i just love to see bands collaborating more yeah you there's like so many fucking brilliant bands out there on the metal scene alone be brilliant um what yeah. do you listen to now anyway what's on your playlist uh, oh, new like, death towns oh uh, yeah yeah, yeah. Tones.
1: yeah it's fucking amazing yeah it's so good like and um there's that one on there. Uh, i don't know if you do you know jamie lenman ever heard of jamie lenman from no. a band called ruben um, in the 2000s uh, I'm, I've, I'm really I've into- heard
0: of Ruben yeah my son is named Ruben son, and yeah. I've actually <laughs> checked, checked that band out yeah funnily yeah. enough yeah
1: yeah they were like a big MTV2 band you know And but they, they came at a really bad time when um, uh, you know CD sales and physical sales started to plummet and they were kind of they just basically had to go and get real jobs even though they were doing really really well you know they just couldn't sell but uh, both him and Deftones they, they had albums out on Friday so it was a it was a great release day for me, anyway. Nice one. Chris? What about you? What do you, what do you listen to, Richie?
0: Um, at the moment, I am listening to a band called Candy. and um, They're American hardcore. Oh, and right. another band called Drain, uh, courtesy of Evan um, from Worn Out. <laughs> he's great <laughs> that way. He give me. He's kind of figured out that I, I'm old school hardcore, but there's okay, these yeah. new bands that are mixing yeah. kind of trash and hardcore like yeah. you know because he, he knew I like Power Trip anyway so he says look why don't you check out this so at, at the moment, moment this is predominantly metal yeah, but uh, that's never necessarily so Chris what
2: are you yeah well I've been buried in it uh, Oren put on uh, put this band called Sleep Token onto me last year and I just I keep coming back to it uh, it's just again that's another band that i actually really love for us to gig with because uh, I think they're just they're over in England so but uh, they have, they seem to have a, they're getting a really good following but uh Again, perfect savage blend of like electronic and really heavy stuff, but uh, just to keep current because I'm doing a lot of pr- like producing a lot of prop music, so I'm trying to listen as much as that stuff as possible. Mm-hmm. And some of it's great, and some of it not so great. But uh, <laughs> um, it's definitely I'm trying to find the the cool balance of like heavy music with electronica. I think that's. That's the, that's the my, my next thing is just find cool bands like that who are kind of doing similar stuff to us. But definitely that sleep talk and stuff has really kind of changed my, oh, my perspective. Oh, i checked them out. Yeah, they're pretty... Some tracks, you know, again, you know, it can be some tracks be really heavy and then some tracks be total pop. It's, it's crazy. But again, it just really works.
0: Mm. Like, there's so much out there at the moment. Like, is there any bands in particular in Europe, we'll say... That's that are feasible for you to kind of approach and get on a tour with.
1: Um, Well, there is actually a band that um, again, Oren kind of mentioned that we should get in touch with a band called Seething Akira. Um, Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. They were over here a couple of years ago playing with Mordred Mm. and (laughs) fucking Mordred, (laughs) Jesus. And they, uh, yeah, they kind of have that. They'd, They'd be much more like kind of. Yeah, you know, very electronic, but maybe more on the electronic spectrum than we are. Like more kind of towards Prodigy and stuff like that. Mm. But um, but us and them, like they're just kind of starting to break now, which is great, and it's like really refreshing to see. So, yeah, it might be nice to get on, get in touch with them, and like maybe. You know, in the future, get a few shows over in England yeah. with them and then maybe have them over in Ireland for a few shows with us. Kind of, you know, start, start to make friends in Europe and yes. bring each other to yeah. each other's countries. That, that could be like a really f- good, feasible way forward,
0: you know? Mm. I mean, look, we've a great relationship with the UK, with um, bands, there's no doubt about it. There's um, a lot of camaraderie there. You can see it with the amount that come over to Ireland and do swap tours, especially in Scotland as well. Yeah. It's an exciting time. Up to fucking COVID, but yeah. after that then, <laughs> made shit of it. What about you, Chris? Is there any particular bands there that kind of stand yeah. out for you?
2: Like, at the moment, remember we were talking to Timmy, or, that, uh, or I think it was Orin was talking about, uh, it's Orin's cousin Fiocra, do you know that band? Oh,
1: yeah, Fiocra. Yeah. Oh, man, that's they the... were killer.
2: They, I really, we were supposed to gig with them on Paddy's Day. With, uh, it was actually Jails, Birds, Us, and them. And yeah. I'm raging. As soon as I heard them, I was raging, that guy. That got cancelled,
1: yeah it, yeah. it was supposed to be in the mez, and, and your man Fiocca is just this crazy kind of mix of metal, jazz, pop, electronic, okay. just all these kind of crazy kind of genres. And, um, yeah, he's really out there, but like really good, really inventive, super creative. And, um, yeah, that was we we're supposed to play in the mez with him, and I don't really know what happens there, but the whole thing kind of went to shite and just fell apart. But you mm. know, hopefully, again, we can get <laughs> something like
0: that going. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I actually
2: th- forgot about that. And now I'm raging again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, for the meantime, content wise, uh, just check out Rest of Nation. You did a lovely unplugged song as well. That was, yeah. what was it? It was, the co- it was one off the In Lucy.
1: Yeah, lucidum. Yeah, it's called uh, the prouder ones.
0: Yes, 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 um, yes. Yeah, that was really like it, interesting to see, actually. <laughs> it yeah. was really
1: interesting to do as well. Like, and mm. to be honest, like again, that's another kind of <clears throat> kind of positive kind of results that we've had from the whole pandemic thing, you know, because we're not playing live, but we still wanted to put something yeah. live out, you know. And um, I think it was Chris who came up with the idea, or maybe you kind of came up with the you know the, the acoustic chords the prouder ones and we said yeah. Fuck it, let's, let's try it you know because we just it sounded did it our...
0: beautiful actually as well really yeah. lovely man
1: yeah like it came together really well and we just we just shot it all with an iPhone you know and with an um, iPhone yeah really? yeah. <laughs> oh, <it may. laughs> yeah so like we just did that and then just, just a bit of a DIY job just to kind of see we, we were really just testing the waters with that yeah. one just to see how it went and it just it ended up sounding great
0: it did and again the lighting the lighting really helped with it yeah, that was yeah. Timmy's baby there. Oh, running
1: God. running God, around I'm, with torches. <laughs>
0: <yeah>. <laughs> Basic, man, but Jesus yeah. Christ, did it look well. Yeah. Three, thanks, no. Richie. Geez. Thank you very
1: much, Richie. That's great mm. feedback. Um, yeah, like it turned out well, but that's definitely going to be the start of something. That, like We've already kind of started looking at acoustic versions of other songs, so that hopefully will be an ongoing thing, you know, just kind of something fun. It keeps it ticking
0: over, yeah, of course. Exactly, yeah,
1: yeah. just keep the kind of social media lit and kind of keep people interested, you know, but it it is really interesting, like, especially as you know, Richie, you know, the Resignation stuff, it's so super layered Mm -hmm. and just being able to strip everything away to literally, you know, guitar, bass, drums and uh, and vocal, it was just, it was really interesting to, to kind of, to go
0: down that road yeah know? so you can do that as well man I mean yeah. you are a fascinating band ah. for me there's like so much so much room for you to explore in the scene and beyond it and I think 2021 should be a huge year for you if the shit fucks off and and gives everybody a break so everybody can like spread their creative wings a bit more in 2021 yeah. get a bit of yeah. gigs behind us and all that anyway just lads thanks a million for coming on the show anyway and uh much it. thank ah, you so for much for having, having us. us richie absolutely brilliant yeah, yeah i'm dying to come on anyway <laughs> 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 there's always an invite down in cork fee anyway and please god there will be a gig fee next year but somehow <laughs> fingers crossed man thank you
2: yeah thanks richie we'd love to come down anyway
0: yeah, so you've been listening to Chris and Timmy of of Nation. Check out all their stuff. It's there on YouTube, Facebook. Their content is great. Their new album is Lucidium, and I think it's Class. That's it.